Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Woodbird Theater. We now present Off Book. Off Book. Y'all hear me? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I just play a little something with you, Brett, just to make sure that we're, I can hear. Yeah. Musical podcast. Kicked in the snow. Kicked into the snow. Okay. This it's in the in the in the um in this song it's winter time in a snow pool and it's snowing outside. Oh boy, oh boy! Here's some chaos energy for you. We love it. Hey, well, uh, hi Brett. Hi Zach. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Um, we're so happy to have you here. Scott, uh, we love you. Scott couldn't be here today. Dana, we love you. Dana couldn't be here today. So today it's me and Jess and Zach and Brett. Wow. How, Brett, how do you feel about having two Zachs in the room? Finally, the, ta- I finally don't know if the scales have been evened. I can't remember the last time I had two Zachs in the same room. I have two Zachs in my life at all times. You actually have three. <laughs> yeah. I'm always <laughs> rotating, though, in any given room, I buy two Zachs. You can just call me Zach. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you can so call, and you can call me Zach. Yeah, to keep it simple. Yeah, I'll call you 
I'll call you Zach. And call me Zach. Thanks. When yeah. I was in elementary school, I was always Brett M. Because there, was there were more one than other, one Brett? Yeah, which is a little bit unusual. Yeah. There was a Brett D. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, I always yeah. had, there were uh, there were three Jessicas in my first grade mm-hmm. class, but like we're the most common name for 1987, so it's really not. Is that right? Um, you got uh, Marsh's drop something. No, you're on my, you are on the, f- the foot and. Oh yeah, I could turn, turn me, I could turn, turn everything off. off. Are you so, on yeah, or are I'm you still off? on? Okay, you want me to turn you off though? Mm. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Part of the fan okay. band app is Zach and is just a chaos agent. It's, He'll just yeah. turn you off. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, normally I do that to Jessica via improv. It would sort of be leveling up to do that to you <laughs> and Zach via technical difficulties. Hey, thanks everyone who came out to see us in San Francisco. That was fun. What an absolute joy. That was the first, it was not our first live show since the pandemic, but it was one that was scheduled for over a year ago. Yeah. And it felt great to be out there and great to see it. What a, uh, thank you to the Great Star Theater. So much fun. Thanks for Sketchfest. Thank you for, for Scotchfest. So the faces with our faces. Um, well, I don't know. We're talking house stuff as we always are. And we're just four house talkers. We're just four house talkers. Um, okay. If you could only live in one house. type of house. Uh, human house. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I, I pick human house. Me too. Uh, wait, I pick small, small castle. <laughs> oh, I was going to pick castle. You still can. Okay. Big castle. Oh, shit. <laughs> Here's the question though. Like how, when does a house become a too- home? That's that's a better question. I was going to say too big, but your but yours is actually better. Like, when does the house become a home? Okay, so here are things in a house, right? St- Walls, stove, roof, ceiling, ceiling, floors. floors. What are things though in a home? Love, love, memories, laughter. <laughs> mm. front door step inside the perfect place for me to run and hide sure i got walls a ceiling and a floor but oh i want more more i've got dreams I've got a bathroom suite but what about the sweet feeling that envelops me that my life is finally complete oh sure I've got a house of course but where oh where is my magic magic horse because there is one thing makes a house a home. You need it galloping outside to give you a wish. The threat of being kicked into the snow. You need the sounds of Winnie's, the sounds of nay. You need those little scraps of apple, oats, and hay. You need to give it sugar cubes and to brush its mane to feel that calm inside your brain. You can have an island, you can have a fridge, you can have a coat closet too, but without a magic horse, none of it will do. You need a magic horse.
to make a house a home. You need a magic horse to make a house a home. And you won't see it on Zillow. You won't see it on Redfin. You've got to search yourself, you know. Is there a magic horse? Is there a magic horse to make a house a Episodes of course brought to you by Magic, Magic Horse. Horse. Magic Horse. It makes a house a home. Some of you are asking, wait, is this a product? <laughs> I mean, in a way, sure. aren't we all? But yeah. we're talking specifically about a magic horse. I mean some of you are saying is it a unicorn? No. no it's a <laughs> magic, magic horse. horse. So get yourself a magic horse, whatever it is to you. <laughs> <laughs> now here's a question. What makes a horse a magic horse? That's I, I think wish granting wish is granting. Yeah. the threat of being kicked into the snow. <laughs> Magical creatures, historically, myth, uh, mythologically speaking, I feel like they used to be way more likely to have that other half, right? Sure. The, like, the, what's the what's the what's the what's the bad half? If what's you the, don't answer this riddle, the Sphinx will kill you. It'll eat you, right? Nowadays, it's like okay, the fairy shows up, the tooth fairy, as we all know. Yeah. Classic, classic magic the creature. Fairy, you asked me. The, the only one. Yeah. Uh, sugar plum fairy Brett doesn't care for you at all. Um, that fairy shows up. You give it teeth. It gives you money under your pillow. But if you keep your teeth away from the, we tooth don't fairy, talk about what happens if you don't give teeth to the tooth fairy. Bring teeth for the tooth fairy. One for the sun. <laughs> T for the tiller man. Who's the tiller man? Um, it's the person that runs the tiller, right? What's a tiller? Part of a boat, isn't it? I'm truly, I'm working truly this backwards know. as I, I'm, now I want to see if I'm right. A tiller. Do you know this song, Zach? Nope. <laughs> oh, no Cat Stevens in your repertoire? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> zero? Zero cat over there? Mm-mm. No cat for the Zach? Mm-mm. Oh, Till, uh, shocking. Okay. I know, that is shocking. Get this. Tillerman, one in charge of a tiller. Great. Then it says steersman, which makes me think that I'm right. Uh, but let me, but let's, but I, I sang that at my friend's wedding. <laughs> Sorry. Humble brag. I sing at weddings. Who tiller, yeah, you sang at mine. Who tillers the tiller? Right. Who tillers the tiller man? That's you sang at mine. Time. I sure did. We're available to and, sing at and weddings. And then it says helmsman. So steersman is the same as a tiller man and a helmsman is the same as a steersman. And we all know what a helmsman is. He stands at the helm. He's, he's, he's steering the boat. <laughs> he make the boat turn or not. And sometimes not as just important as turn. A ship and the crew can't wait to see if it's time to turn the wheel or to just go straight. You have the helmsman at the helm and the steersman at the steer, and the tiller man sits at the tiller. But well, I'm looking for 
boat with tea. Who brings the tea on the boat? And oh, can it be me? I'm interviewing for a job on a boat, and I don't have a lot of skills. I don't like to gloat. I can't steer, and I can't captain. But ooh, how I make tea! I see you have a swabby who cleans up the deck And I see that you also, of course, have a chef The question, I guess, that is begging for me is Who stocks the boat with tea? Who brings tea on the boat? Who brings the boat with tea? have white too I can make it hot or cold for you I can switch it in with a little lemonade who can I be the ship's teammate and to prevent your assault that is coming via verbal yes I know there's tea and then there's herbal and technically herbal is not a tea cause it isn't tea unless it's made with tea leaves so who brings the tea on the boat who stocks the boat <laughs> so tea for the tillerman is someone needing to bring tea to the person steering the boat. Bring tea for the tillerman, okay. steak for the sun, wine Wait, for. Sp- pause. <laughs> let's let's walk through this. Bring tea for the tillerman. Uh-huh, so okay, so we, like I just want to walk through this. We're bringing a delicious hot beverage to the person steering the boat, or iced. We could bring, be bringing them an iced tea on a hot day. True. Where are we getting ice on a ship? Well, maybe I just let it cool in the bowels. It's a cold brew tea. <laughs> Maybe I, okay, so cool. Room temperature tea. Room temp tea. Okay, yeah. What's the next one? Steak for the sun. What's the spelling of sun? S-O-N. Okay. <laughs> oh. The sun, we have to assume the only other person that's been mentioned is the Tillerman. So this has got to be the Tillerman's son, right? And then wine for the woman who made the rain come. This Okay. The sun could be Jesus. The son could be Jesus. Yeah. In which case, the Tillerman, we have to assume, is the father. That's right. Or the Holy Ghost. Well, Holy Ghost. Holy, okay, could be. Well, then, the, and then, which would make the woman the Holy Ghost. The woman is probably Mary. She doesn't get to be part of the Trinity. Uh, well, sure, sure, sure. She's not, but like. She's probably Mary. She's probably Mary. Okay, we're agreeing that this is a deeply religious song. Yeah. Though. Okay. Se- uh, seagulls sing your hearts away. Because while the angels clearly angels, because while the sinner sin is very very religious, okay, the children play. Okay, here we go. That's us. Straight up call out. (laughs) Oh Lord, how they play and play for that happy day, for that happy day. I was joking at first because I don't know the words to the song, but I do think we know exactly what it's about. Bring tea for the tiller man, steak for the sun. This is a really hard song for me because it's in two ranges. <laughs> yeah, wine for the and then you like want to go back down. Bring bring tea for the tiller man, wine for the steak for the I mean, sun. I don't know the song, but I mean, wine we could probably for the woman who made the rain come. You know, you know my version. Seagulls sing their hearts away, cause while the sinners sin, the children play. Oh Lord, how they play and play for that happy. Day for that happy day, and that's 
the whole song. Really? Yeah. It's just that repeated. It's kind. No, it doesn't repeat. It's more like a. It's like an interlude song. Oh. Are y'all cat? Am I the only Cat Stevens? Cat head. I love Cat Cat Stevens, but I don't know the deep cuts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good one. I just. I don't know that I. I feel when you sang that, I was like, I'm sure I've heard this before, but it is not ringing a bell for me. It's. But speaking of like interludes, interlude songs that are real quick and never repeat are good and good for us too because we don't have to then remember what we said the first time. Yeah. We can just be like. Oh, it's a very different. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, that's fine. Yes, 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 yes. Thinking? We accept, when, when we you accept your choices. What were you thinking? Um, yeah, give me seagull music. <laughs> like from before? Like whatever you want, bud. Yeah, like that. Yeah, Brett's got the seagull, a seagull chord. Yeah. I got the seagull for you. Song. It's also unfortunate that we didn't get to sing anymore because it's also the best off book song I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It was gorgeous. Thank it's you. Beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> What's up with you, Brett? Yeah, Brett. Not much. I was watching uh, MTV Classic last night. Whoa. And it was MTV 90s. Classic. It was because it was just on cable, which I don't Classic normally Classic media have. television, famously. Yeah. And I was like, is every single song good? From them because it was so enjoyable. Mm. From who? Sorry. What decade? From the nineties. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like every single video was so enjoyable. Some really good people were raised in the nineties. Some really like talented, <laughs> yeah. some talented people. <laughs> I would say cute little cuties. Some, cute, some little cuties really got influenced by uh, the work going on in the nineties. I just said this to you recently. I feel like nineties pop culture. I, just because like I didn't watch a lot of TV then. It's, I feel like there's a lot of stuff in the 90s that I'm expected to know that I don't. Yes. But then there's some of it that, like, there's some, like, deep cut stuff that I do. Like, I'm, mm. like, keenly aware, and maybe this is just because of my friendships with, like, the podcast The Ride Boys and Mike Carlson, who's always sending me pictures of toys that I'm supposed to remember and, like, kind of do. Do you remember Street Sharks? Yeah. Do you remember all those permutations on Ninja Turtles that were like, oh, oh the yeah. Ninja Turtles oh, are great. Yeah. What if Cowboys... Mutant were, animals. Yeah, the Cowboys it? of Mimesa, yeah. Street Sharks. <laughs> but there's, like, a bunch of them. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't think anybody has 
uh, like a, there's not like a monolith. And also you're right. We were talking about like, at what point do small age differences make a difference mm. in what your reference point is? Mm. So you and me are the median in this room. Uh, yes. Like Brett's a little bit older than us. Zach's a little bit younger than us, but I don't, but also Brett knew like a ton more music. And Zach didn't know shit. And Zach, <laughs> so. Zach. I'm talking about Brittany. Myself. I know Britney Spears and NSYNC. I think yeah. it also has to do with whether you have older, older siblings. siblings. Or not. That's yeah, a that's I do have older siblings, so I should know. Right. There you go. I feel you like too. so yes. many of my reference points are actually my older siblings right. uh, era. And I had a shocking yeah. one where <laughs> last weekend at Sketchfest, I hung out with Dante Basco. Rufio. Rufio. Oh, and oh, Rufio wow. is like, that's like an, I, that is iconic to For me, sure. right? Yeah. That's like hugely, hugely important. Hook was a massive movie in my house. We replayed it constantly. You know, I, we used to play as uh, my next door neighbor, Jared Rumler and I used to play a game called Lost Boys Cabin. Shout out Jared Rumler. Shout out Jared. Um, we used to play this game that we called Lost Boys Cabin where we would, we would play inside a hedge. We could like, we had like a big hedge that we could get into and we could climb around it and he would play Peter Pan and I would play Rufio and Rufio's huge for me. And I was like, so stoked. I got, I mean, he's lovely. It was so fun to meet him, but I was telling this story to my mom's, oh my gosh. <laughs> then I was just in Lake Tahoe. This is obnoxious. Okay. Then I, I was in Lake Tahoe skiing with my sister and having a trip with my mom and two and my mom, one of her best friends from childhood. Like they've known each other since fifth grade. And that's friends. And that's friends. Yeah. That's how and you know it's real. So she and her husband drove over from San Francisco, Medicine Tahoe, and we were talking to them about Hook. God, this is such a long walk. Okay, I didn't realize what this was. Oh, yeah, when sorry, I Zach, it. can you play theme music just real quick for me? Please welcome to another long, long walk, walk with Jessica. She always worries about whether or not the payoff will be worth it. It usually is. Back to you, Jessica. I don't think it will be. Okay, so. She really loves when I put more pressure on her by turning it into a segment. It's just what friends do to support good stories from their friend, Jessica. Thank you. So, this couple. Who have actually seen us a bunch in San Francisco. Oh, I think I know who we're yeah. talking about. So their kids, they're old. They have two boys. Their oldest is my age. How old? Oh, you actually answered that. Okay. Yeah, we yeah. know how old. <laughs> so, so they had completely missed Hook. Because oh. when it came out, we were only like four. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I got to see it in the movie theaters is because I had older siblings. And mm. we were like... To, to your point, when we were talking about this, I was like, Zach, a few years doesn't make a difference, but it really can for certain things where... If the person is younger than you and the only reason that you know it is because of your older siblings, right. it's actually way more than a few years. Right, exactly. Older siblings end up being a massive part of like what you're exposed to when... And as a youngest of three, I just got so much more of like the stuff that was older because that's what... They get to pick what you watch. They boss you yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> And that's what they pick. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Friday evening. Everyone's around the couch. Who will select what we watch? Don't have a doubt. No matter how many siblings, no matter who they are, you don't have a choice if you're the by far, you can never touch the remote or clicker as we called. No, that's not for you, child. You never get to choose when it's the youngest one. You never get to choose when you're the youngest one. 
You're in a blockbuster cause that is still around And you look at the selections on shelves If you're the youngest sibling then no matter what You're keeping your opinions to yourselves Because maybe you would like to watch Air Bud Or maybe Air Bud 2 Something else, there have been like five. But sometimes, when you have a chance to leave behind your own house and seek out that chance where you could be the one sleeping over at a house where you are the oldest one, because without a doubt, you'd have a friend. You have a friend who's the oldest kid, a younger friend who's the oldest kid. talked about Robin Williams and Fern Gully on this podcast before? Um, I don't know. Okay, I've talked about it with some friends. I don't remember if they were these friends or other friends. So let me just say this real quick because I think we're about to take a break. But before we do, Robin Williams books the role in Fern Gully. Of the little bat. Of the little bat. Who does, my name is Batty. My something is erratic. I watched this movie so many times. Fern Gully was huge for me. And not just because the main character was named Zach. Don't worry. And the main character girl was Krista. And I used to always spend the night at my friend Krista's house. And I would always choose Actually, she chose Ferngully at my house, and yeah. I always chose Sandlot at her house because she didn't have Ferngully, and we didn't have Sandlot. And, and honestly, <laughs> that's the way the world turns. Yeah. See, this might be a micro age thing because I've. I have no idea what Fern Gully. Well, okay, so here's oh, the thing. Yes. Fern, yeah, so Fern Gully is coming out at the same time as like big Disney movies, and in fact, Robin Williams gets the role of the genie. Right after mm. Fern Gully, while both movies are kind of in production, I believe at the same time, mm. Disney asked him to drop out of Fern Gully. They do not want him voicing his character in this other movie when they're like, you're about to be like, you're about to do a role that is so, so big. Yeah. He refuses to drop out of this much smaller movie just because of like artistic integrity and like wanting to do That's it. That's right, Robin. Wow. That's right, Robin. <laughs> and then Disney proceeds to just like, Marketing wise, everything Barry. wise, Barry right. Fern Gully. Like, because of that? Not because of that specifically, but just because they're like, we want to dominate the animated feature space. Oh, oh, yeah. And they like, you know, they become essentially the only player in releasing big name animated movies for a long time. Gosh. Not the only, there are some, I guess, some other companies making movies. Okay. But, but Fern Gully is so huge. Uh, t- Tim, Tim Curry. Oh, I yeah. know, yeah. Is, is Hexus. I also always feel, can't you feel its pain? 
Like yeah, she touches a she tree. Touches and the a tree. Okay. He, oh, I know that. He carves their initials like. and then she goes, no, 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 and puts his hand on the tree and is like, can't you feel its pain? Um, it's basically like a tree cutter guy gets yeah. shrunk and goes and be, falls in love with a fairy. Yeah, if and only there were a better name for a person. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, the tree cutter. A lumberjack. <laughs> he is a lumberjack. <laughs> but I guess you're right though. He's not a lumberjack. He works for like a like a big tree demolition company. He's like, his job is to spray paint X's on trees and then a big machine yeah. comes in. Like, it's truly a, it is a uh, Save a, the Rainforest movie. Yes. Yeah. The villain is pollution. The villain is pollution and also Tim Curry. Yeah. Um, and we'll be right back right after this. With a song about Ferngully. <laughs> Called Shot. Called Shot. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the gully. 
pretty good one should we take it back to the middle <laughs> i feel like albums at that time <laughs> yeah that was good yeah welcome back that was a song about fern gully now imagine that that was like a record that was made in like 1994 or five and it ends with like and it's like a collab between multiple artists it's like phil collins yeah. featuring yeah. madonna yeah. and when yeah, it ends sure. they go huh that was pretty good that was pretty good how'd you feel and you i get felt the, great and, phil and you get the feeling like they're all friends they're all friends <laughs> we're all friends here there's a video where they go to the rainforest and it sort of doesn't take proper care to make sure that it's being respectful of the people that it's filming. This is the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, save the rainforest and they like bring cameras in and move everyone aside. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the 90s, well-intentioned but short-sighted. Listen, do they know it's Christmas time? <laughs> that song really kills uh. me. Because... Is that the 90s? I sort that of might assume, be the late 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, I might be, I might be yeah. a little bit wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, look, musically, musically, no it's a great song. Yeah. Feed the world, let them know it's Christmas time. Even though they might not celebrate, they should know that it is Christmas Day. And why don't they get snow? Everyone should have snow. Snow is good, and we know. It's good because we, we have, have snow. snow And because we have it It must, must be good Feed the world Give them snow Cause we like snow Specifically snow. feed the world With snow. our kind of food Food we like Is the food we'll feed to the world When the bitter uh, when the only water flowing is the bitter sting of tears I mean, is just a devastating I mean, lyric. yeah. I devastating. Mean, I don't know, Bono. I don't know, but I don't Bono about I that. I don't know, Bono, about that. Um, we were just talking about uh, Welcome to Wrexham, a series which came out a while ago. Uh-huh. But as the opening music for part of Welcome to Wrexham, they use... Um, crap, 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 crap. Uh, sorry, I can... I can yep. Do, um, it's... Uh, the times they are a changing. It's not sung. It's not Bob Dylan's version of it. It's sung by someone else. Uh, but it's it's like, um, 
It was the first time that I really like slowed down and listened to those lyrics and I came to an absolutely tired conclusion that everyone else has already been at for a very long time, which is that Bob Dylan writes good lyrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was like, it was the first time I'd heard that song in a way that I was like, oh, this is being performed in such a way where it is actually more effective to yes. me personally than hearing Bob Dylan sing it. Well, yeah, I think Bob Dylan, I mean, ha- has never been touted as like the world's greatest singer, Yeah, but it's like, man, it's such like, he's a poet. He's, he's a poet. Do you know there was a period, uh, you know, Bob Dylan has many, uh, eras and yeah. faces. There's like a, uh, a like forgotten era in, I think late sixties, very early seventies where I, I believe he, Quit when electric drinking, not the one <laughs> electric. Kidding, I'm sorry. <laughs> when he either quit smoking or quit drinking, and his voice really cleared up, and he had this very clear, yeah, like oh, soothing wow. voice no for way. like a, a quick second, and quick, then he went. Quick aside, yeah. we, this is I'm, a lot of listeners probably know this already. Weird Al was trying to write an entire song in which every lyric was what are those things? An anagram? What's no? What's it called? Palindrome. Palindrome. Mm. Oh, and, right. and he and he was like. Madam, I'm Adam. Oh no, I've written a Bob Dylan song. And so like the song became a Bob Dylan style parody. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it does exist. I forget what it's called. Um, Race car. That's one. <laughs> Radar. Uh, Panama. Panama. No way. A man, no, a plan. Thank you. Uh, race car? Yeah, yeah, race car is race car backwards. And ABBA did R- SOS. A-C-E-C-A-R. Race car, radar. Go hang a lasagna. Go hang a salami. I'm a lasagna hog. That's one. Go hang salami. I'm a lasagna hog. Go hang a salami. I'm Go a hang a salami. I believe so. I'm a lasagna hog. But weird. I'll already put that one in a song. Well, I can too. I never heard it. You can too because you never heard it, and that makes it allowed. Um. Uh, okay. Well. Oh, we should. Can we in media res real quick? I don't know what that means. I don't know either, but Laser said it in the episode that's coming out. Next week. <laughs> but I guess the thing that I'm trying to say right now is we broke this episode into two halves and recorded the next episode in between them. Yeah, so get ready for a reference. References in the Laser Narrative show. When you hear the next episode, you've actually you've actually listened to the intro to that episode already. And you actually to already the have the it, tools you needed all yeah, along. And you won't have the you won't be able to fully understand how funny we think magic horse is <laughs> <laughs> until you hear it pop up in next week's episode. I don't know why this made me think of it. This is very unrelated, but whoop, here we go. Favorite sports movie from that era. Okay. Um, Maybe because I already talked about Sam. What is the, Oh, uh, is that, is Mighty Ducks from that era? Hell yeah. Then yeah, Mighty Ducks for me. Mighty Ducks was a huge movie for me. And I'm sort of surprised it never got. I think D2 is bigger for me than Mighty Ducks. <laughs> Knuckle puck. Being in California. Is Knuckle Puck not in the first one? Correct. Maybe the maybe the movie I'm thinking of is D2 then. D2 is huge. Cool Which Runnings. Is, cool Runnings is yeah, great. Cool runnings is great. Is great. Uh, Field of Dreams. That's a little bit before, but that's a great movie. Yeah. I remember it being great. Remember the Titans? <laughs> that's a little bit later. Okay. Later. That was yeah. a, that was a perfect yeah, example perfect. of the age. <laughs> yeah. Where Brett's like Field of Dreams and we're like ee. Which is the one where they find like a kid who's so good at slap shots like in an alleyway? D two. D two is And the, the kid is Keenan Thompson and the shot is a knuckle. Is it puck. really? Yes. Oh, oh my god, wow. I haven't seen this no, movie. No, wait. No, no, no. Keenan Thompson is the key. No, it is. It's Keenan Thompson. I wow. believe you. I don't I haven't seen this movie in thirty years. It's also the one that famously has 
Iceland, so it's just covered in ice. No, Iceland is green and Greenland it's is covered, covered in, in ice. ice. And Iceland is very nice. Yeah. Yes. It has that. that. That's the movie I've seen more than the other one. Yes. So I don't know how I feel about Mighty Ducks. Well, you I like D2. You still might really like it. Maybe? D2 is great. D2 is when they like, they have the original squad and then because they get to be like the national junior Olympic team, they get to, they have to acquire, the, like it's like putting together a heist movie. They acquire a few other players and they all have atypical skills. Like they get an ice skater. They get like, uh, there's a boy from Texas who can't stop. <laughs> putting together the perfect squad. Okay, sit on down if you want to win. You got to get the perfect squad. Here's where we begin. Get five kids from Minnesota who grew up true and blue. Then fill it out with wild cards. One and two and two. They need a set of particular skills to win. Set up particular skills to win us hockey to give them thrills. A goalie who can catch a glove ball like wow, and a boy who's from Texas and can't stop somehow. A penguin who's real comfortable being on the to chase the penguin so his speed will double twice and maybe an ice skater and maybe also a brash boy maybe also a player who's up being a wind-up toy and maybe a full-grown man who's played in the nhl and he's back for one more game even though his ex-wife is giving him They'll need a set of particular skills to win a hockey to give a thrills. A set of particular skills to win you hockey to give you thrills. And as they play, they need to God is a duck, of course, and we'll know they're on the right track when they huddle together and put in their hands and say, quack, 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 with a set of particular
That's the big round rousing speech they give when they're going into the second half of the final game. They fly wow. together. They fly together. And then the little Texas boy goes, Oh, and the cows and the pantry and the goose and the round night. And they're all like, Whoop. And then he goes, Well, come on, guys. And they all go, Ducks fly, fly together. together. <laughs> you know what else is a good hockey thing? Shorzy. Spin off to Letter Kenny. <laughs> Still haven't watched, but congrats on it getting season two. We're really happy for Shorzy. We love it. Zach. Yeah. We don't have you on the mic a whole lot, which is to say that this is the first time I think we've had you on the mic, yeah? It's true. It's You're an true. incredible pianist. Oh, stop. This is, no, I won't. You're like really, really, really great. Really stop. good. You went on tour. Uh, one of the first times we really played with you it was when we were on tour up in... Portland and Seattle. Yeah. My home. Your home. That's right. Hometown. He's from Oregon. Um... <laughs> And this I, guy, he's from Oregon. And I don't want to put you in a box because you're not just this, but you, of the many ways you are incredible, one of them is like you're an incredible jazz player. Oh, thank you. Um, and I'm just, I'm so awed by your skill every time I get to play with you. <laughs> I should say these things to Brett and Scott more. Brett, I'm also awed by your incredible <laughs> skill. I don't mean to alienate. You don't have to. You? No, I, no I, I, want to. I want to. I want to. Actually, um, I was about to say, Brett, um, you're an incredible guitarist. Okay, actually, though, <laughs> I was about to, to say... Brett, um, you're strong and <laughs> handsome. Um, but have we told this story on Mike before about when we were touring with Zach and we were in Seattle and we found a beautiful piano in like a well-appointed room and we we were just like, the three of us were just riffing. We'd, we'd been singing. We You came with us to Canada too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'd done, we had done Vancouver and Portland already and the Seattle show was the end and my voice was like toast, but we were just up in this lobby in this beautiful hotel playing this piano and we were singing riffing around for I would say 35 minutes in front of a beautiful fireplace with a peacock at like midnight and it was midnight and after about 40 minutes someone from the hotel came out and was like you do have to be quiet and we were like (laughs) right we just sat down at this piano and we're singing like the topish of our lungs. In a, in a hotel at 12 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. And, and I they, will say the things that we were singing at the top of our lungs were hotel lounge appropriate. Yes. It was, it and was the woman was, like... the woman was complimentary. She was like, it's really it's so beautiful, nice, but it is, but it is quite late. <laughs> and you just are staying here. You don't like, get to just. <laughs> what kind of lyrics are hotel lounge appropriate? Um, yeah, it was a lot of like, Sit on down under the elm tree Mm, Pour yourself a drink Light a candle Hold the hand of your
band to sweetly, gently play. But be, be asleep. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. Without the self like uh, awareness of knowing how loud we were getting. Well, because of the more we were getting into it, I don't know. It started off like kind yeah, of. It's very, yeah, it was. We chilling, also, you know. at first, I feel like we were just listening to you play, and then we were like, I think we actually did at some point show a live Instagram stream, or we recorded yeah, it. We recorded it. We recorded it. You can de- dig into my Instagram. You were, I was playing, and then you were like, "Well, we got it. I got to sing. I got to sing." Yeah, we sang a song that was like, um, "Don't make me sing." Oh, that's right. Don't yeah. Make me sing. Because if I sing. We should really release that. I mean, there there is such a like standard uh, songwriting formula. Yeah. Of and this is, I guess, it's very Cole Porterish, but it's very, it's lots of things too, where it's like. Don't smile at me. Yeah. <laughs> because if you smile at me, <laughs> I'll fall in love. Oh, how dare you make me feel like I love you. <laughs> I'll throw you in prison <laughs> if you bat your eyes at me like that. Uh, I seriously can't take on a relationship right now. <laughs> I'm not in a mental place. I'm coming out of a breakup. <laughs> Casual physical intimacy is all I have the emotional bandwidth for. So if that's okay with you, then that's fine. But otherwise, don't pat your eyes at me. (laughs) (laughs) I will not introduce you to my parents. (laughs) If you're looking to meet Elisa and Michael Reno, look somewhere else. (laughs) That's my sister. (laughs) That was also a crazy trip because it was like, a week before everything shut down. It was yeah. right yeah. before. That was, was wild. The time, 2019. 2020. The, 2020. It was like Jan. No, late, I think it was early like February, February, January, January yeah. 2020. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. And we traveled oh, everywhere. because the pandemic's March, yeah? Mm-hmm. March 2020. Mm-hmm. Even though COVID had hit us in 2019, we just didn't know it yet. Correct. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm thinking. Um. So, Brett, remember that? That was pretty cool, huh? That was pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, to be a road dog. This is an ode to all those road dogs. Hit it, Brett! Yeah, and I think it's our last ode to all you road dogs out there. We know that life on the road is Woo! tough. Yeah, yeah. Ow! 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 Wheels keep on turning And we go town, town, town The flight takes off in New Orleans And in Vegas it's setting
ever stop loving magic horses? Nay. We got Brett Morris on the chorus. That feeling when the chord hits. We got Zach Marsh with the tones both smooth and harsh. We got you. We got me. We got a magic horse. We got each other. And as we say at the end of every episode of Off Book... If you started in Seattle, but you end up in Tennessee. (laughs) Sounds an awful lot like a magic horse to me. Stay out of the snow.